Indoor cycling, Zwift, racing, parenting. We cover those and all of our hopes and dreams in between. Welcome to the Talk Dirty to Me podcast. An entertaining look into the lives of everyday people trying to achieve virtual cycling glory from our basements and garages from around the world. This podcast is rooted in Zwift and has evolved into found friendships, fitness, health, and a little sprinkle of humor. This may be one of the only podcasts where a little heavy breathing shouldn't scare you away because we're riding our bikes while we're recording it. Welcome back, everybody, to Greg shirtless. <laughs> Not to draw attention to it. Uh, today we're going to talk about the Zwift Racing League and give a little recap, our opinions and insights on this past season. All the while, we're currently riding a sprint to Palooza, so if we're breathing heavier than normal or there's breaks between talking, that's why. So, we talked with uh, Jerry Hernandez last time. He gave us a little bit of insight on the A category. Uh, but I guess we should probably talk about what Zwift Racing League is before we do that. Sure. Yeah. Works for me. Makes sense. So, it's put on by WTRL, the same people that do the Thursday time trials. Uh, it is teams of six competing, broken down by category. So A, B, C, and D. No uh, differentiation for A and A plus. Correct. 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 I was no say, I have no idea because <laughs> that's not me. Um, and they're broken into two different types of races time trials much like the same as Thursdays with two less people and uh, scratch races for points where um, points are given for segments so sprints and KOMs or QOMs uh, and team with the most points cumulative wins the race. So I think that pretty much captures the gist of it, right? Sounds right. Sounds good. So why don't we start with you, Greg, since you're a B. Sure. And you did the race as a B. I did. So lots of races. Lots of races. So tell us so your perspective. Yeah. Uh Swift racing league is hard. You uh, so you draft up your teams. You can race six active at a time, uh, and each week presents a different kind of course. So scratch race doesn't just isn't the same across the board. Sometimes it's scratch race where uh, the only points you're getting are on climbs, KLMs, QOMs, or uh, there could be sprint segments, or there could be both. And especially with multiple laps, uh, you have an interesting challenge to put together your best six riders each week. Usually, give you the best chance to get points on each of those. 
We, of course, for first across the line, each lap, as well as fastest through the cycle across the whole course. Top 10 hit points each time or across the entire race. And as a, I don't know, I would say I'm in the 70th percentile of bees. That's a rough place to be because <laughs> uh, I'm fine on sprints because I am a higher weight among the upper half of bees and I got decent blocks. Um, but, and short climbs are fine, but sustained climbs suck. Um, and I think within B, which is different from C, you really have a, a split of weights. You start to get the guys that are and girls uh, who are dipping down closer and closer to, you know, 60, 65 kilos in weight. And that, that person is going to, you know, that is 65 kilos with 4.2, 4.1 power. I don't know. Sucks. <laughs> um, I can keep up with him in the flats. I can beat him in the flats, but I'm going to get crushed as soon as we go vertical. So, uh, I don't know, it creates a, a different kind of challenge putting your roster together. Um, it's exhausting generally. Also, the B's and A's have longer race times and distances than the C's and D's. So, C's and D's will do four laps or something, we'll do six. Uh, and so, thank, I don't know. Thank God for that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I, I think they do that specifically to try and get everybody around the same time frame, right? Like 45 uh, minutes yeah. to an hour. Fin finishing times around the same. I, I always tell myself they do that also to wear out and make the better bees pace better. Or I guess the spicier bees pace better. It has that effect. So when we're doing six, six laps of something crappy, uh, everybody tends to get themselves back down into zone two, three power range during the non-contested uh, segments. But yeah, I don't know. It's really hard. I've done it two seasons now. First season, it seems like each time I race, I would be broken afterwards. All right, we have our first sprint coming uh, this, up. Just for yeah, those paying this attention. This season was not so bad. I'm yeah, going to I'm gonna see how it goes. I'm going to give her a shot. This is going to hurt. You want to tell, tell us why you might not be on your on your B game? <laughs> my B game, yes, thank you. My fresh B game. <laughs> yeah. I got my booster yesterday between team time trials. Uh <laughs> It's supposed to give and you a boost, right? So. My arm hurts a little, yeah. and my head hurts a little too. So we'll see. Why, the head? Why not add the legs to it? Yeah, I mean, the legs are used to it. I think at this point, <laughs> they live in steady state. All right, uh, moment of quiet for the rest of my body for the sprint. Here we go. I think I'm gonna sit this one out so I can I can talk the audio version here. First sprint.
Oh. It's so, it's so demoralizing. <laughs> Seeing me all yeah. just good sprint. Dodd takes third on the leaderboard. Banker close behind. Fourth. Good oh. I started late. The timing is everything on the sprint. Yes. For those who yeah. may not know, Sprint the Palooza is a weekly dirt race or event where this whole purpose is to pick a relatively flat course and hit every sprint. <laughs> what makes it fun and interesting is you get to practice your sprint form, virtual sprint form, as well as learn how to sprint the different courses. So that works. Yeah, for, for reference there. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, let you talk. Yeah, we have Neil and Joaquin. What's on? We're yep. over a second faster than me. Yeah. Yeah. They're too fast. But I eat dirt. We happen to have two of the strongest weekly sprinters in Dodd and Neil Tucker. <laughs> I'm not even in the same category. Neil, Neil Tucker's a... <laughs> Neil Tucker is another league, but very powerful sprint. Yeah. I had a great week last week, but Neil wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's a very difficult anaerobic, anaerobic effort. Yeah. Neuromuscular. Update on the body situation. It hurts. <laughs> Mostly up here. Yeah, I was gonna say. So I'll for be sprint right. the if you're not interested in sprinting, you can ride the cruise around at 2.5 with with the dirt father Sterney. It is an option. The OG, or one of them. The OG. Okay. I was gonna say so, I, I cannot imagine all that the the feeling of blood pressure. In my head, yeah. when I have a headache, that pulse. It's it's uh it's throbbing. Would be the best. Time. Sorry, Dad. It's all right. It's for the for the people. Uh -huh. Oh, so where were we? Talking about bees. Uh, Greg was giving so a rundown of bees. How give us bees and Give us your likes and dislikes. What did you like about this season? What do you think you would have changed? Um, well, from an organizational standpoint, I actually liked it pretty well. I feel like it presented a lot of challenge uh, and a variety of challenge, which I appreciated. It seems like each week, so our team was, I don't know, I think we finished fourth, fourth or fifth in our division. Uh, well, that's the other thing, divisions. You, you cobble together your teams. You have to recruit and then lock everyone in. Uh, through WCRL site, and then they take a look at what you put together, and they determine which of the divisions you should be in. Um, we were good enough to be in the B1 division in the Atlantic uh, time zone. And how, how many teams were in your division? And, uh, 12, 13. Okay. And how yeah. many dirt teams? Ooh, four. Um, and and so during B1, that means you're in the what ought to be the most competitive. 
doesn't always work out perfectly that way, but the point is that uh, we were in a we were in a very competitive time or a very competitive bracket for uh, ZRL. Our team was fine, but we were not in the upper tier in regular top threes. But I guess my point on variability was there were weeks that we finished really well and had a great showing because the course fit well for who we had. And there were times that it was not quite that case. Uh, and I appreciated that. My first season, it felt like no matter what we did, we couldn't finish better than sixth or seventh, which is annoying. Yeah. I think I think a lot of us had a season like that last season where, you know, we'd show up and it's just like you just get hammered and you're not getting any points because yeah. there's people that are really strong in it. So what was your what about a personal important. highlight of the season for you? Uh, personal highlight? Yeah. Uh, like week. your performance. Yeah, week two or three, I had a, a great showing in terms of spread points on one of the courses. And my, my personal achievement was for the first two of the three laps, I stayed with Tiago. <laughs> Tiago, Tiago Barrera is uh, a beast in the dirt universe. Uh, he weighs just a little bit less than I do. Uh, but he's a former uh, collegiate swimmer. Uh, he's a is he a professor of physiology. Yeah, you know? I think exercise so, science, that, physiology. Yeah. It's something way more prestigious than that, so, and what we're giving him credit for. Something that causes him to have uh, a, a bike, an exercise bike in his office a very nice treadmill in his office. I'm sure he has a rowing machine as well. Anyway, that was my, my highlight was I stuck with Tiago. I hung at the back, I sprinted at the right points uh, for two thirds of the, the course before he absolutely crushed me into a board game. Anyway. They're actually talking about Tiago in the Sprint to right now and how he did eight <laughs> time trials yesterday. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Eight times up the New York Com Reverse. I'm a particularly spicy person. Yeah. Drew, yes. you, you doing this one? Yeah, I'm going to probably hit this one. All right. I'm going to set this one out. But I'll get the next one. So, uh, yeah. I think uh, the, the B, to me, the B group... Uh, like you were saying, it's such a, a split for because you have some like A powered low weight riders that are challenging the upper echelon of B, which makes it even more of a challenge. Have some good effort. All right. I saw a mayor on the uh, the top, at least what, 15 there? For 13th? Yeah. Oh. 
It'd be rude of me to immediately ask you to start talking, Drew. <laughs> well, I wish we had Kelso's perspective as well, because he raced with a different team in a different time than we did. And I think that's one of the things that with the different zones that there are, uh, your competition certainly changes. Uh, yes. You know, there's a lot of people in Europe that ride for us in the evening. Uh, I guess it's probably more America East because Europe would be midday yeah. for us. My, my mistake. Uh, but the caliber of people varies from division to division sure. in different zones. I'll agree. But okay. we'll uh, transition to a C perspective, which may be slightly skewed given who we, who we have in this current conversation. I will say we're going to miss Sully's perspective on it. He is uh, (laughs) sleeping at the moment, but we'll fill in the gaps for him. Yeah, I think the important, and I know you guys touched on it, the ZRL is just the level of competition. Everybody comes out for ZRL. You know, you can do other race series. You can do other random races in the morning you get 30 40 people in a group you know zrl everybody comes out <laughs> you got yeah it. it's not uncommon to have a 100 people in one race yeah yeah, yeah that's a good point so, our, our racing fields were huge 70 to 80 deep every week yeah. yep. which i mean that adds to the fun and the enjoyment of it why people Definitely. come out every year every season although so i will it, say uh, our division so we were in atlantic sea division one which there was only one division, uh, which I'll get to in a second because we put in some work behind the scenes. Um, there were five teams in our division. Yep. Four of those were dirt teams. One was herd. Uh, so we didn't shout, have a huge field. Yeah, they're wonderful competitors and beautiful people. Very gracious. Yep. Uh, but so we had, you know, our main competition was heard every week because, you know, yep. we're like, yeah, we're competing amongst each other, but we want to win, right? <laughs> um, but so to fill in the backstory on this, the Atlantic Sea Division almost wasn't a thing. Uh, when we were getting teams together we didn't have enough C's in our regular eat dirt pile to make up enough teams to be viable so in order to make it viable you have to have five teams in a division where they can cull your division yep so i went to i went to facebook i went to reddit i went to twitter putting out the hail mary come race with me and (laughs) Might even have, speaking of herd, might even have uh, 
gently uh, poked, <laughs> missed, poked the interpreted my own messages yeah. and made it sound like I was trying to poach their riders, which I was not. To be fair. One of their teams. Their team did come through, gave us some competition. So. Made it to the playoffs, too. They did. They came second, place, second in our division. Yep. Uh, we came first. And, spoiler. Uh, but I no. think <laughs> we, I was, we were talking before we started recording. And Drew and I were thinking, you know, it's like our team just had uh, the timing was so great. Everybody was kind of peaking, and we came together as a team right in the playoffs, really, uh, shortly before, possibly. But we had yep. we had a secret weapon. It was Hannah. Yeah. Hannah is our... What a common thread. I mean, she is an absolute wonderful person and glorious cyclist when it comes to Zwift and probably real life, too, because she's, in real life, also a good rider. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, great rider. Not good. But so she is, uh, there's this weird loophole, if you will, in. It's not a loophole. Well, you're right. It's more of a fair competition situation uh, where females can race in a different category amongst themselves than they do amongst mixed population. Yep. Yeah. And there are cutoffs to weight and maximum watts for your FTP, which she is under. So she she is essentially an A racing in a C environment, but only on uh, situations where you don't need a ton of watts to hang with the pack. Because obviously she doesn't have 300 plus watts, but all right, uh, you guys take over. I'm going to sprint this one. Go for it. I'm sprinting here. Go for it. I'm sitting out. Greg going every lap. Hey, man. Build this. That's how you get it done. So, right. So Hannah weighs, is she 40, 45 kilos? Yep. Something like that. And she puts out regularly right around 3940 power. Yeah, she's a very strong rider. And All right, I got straight. Her biggest biggest asset is on the mountains and the climbs. Because physics will dictate lighter people go up faster than heavy people. Yeah. Time by me, and I was too close to the front. So, my power output there is probably highest and best, but I do not have a pile of people to direct drafts. Yeah. A, big, a big part of the success story for the sprinter seems counterintuitive, but you want to start in the back. And use the people in yeah. front of you to surf yeah. through. Oh. Oh. That video game tactic is really. Uh, 
this is real life too, though. Which Tour de France has the, the lead outs and stuff. Yeah. Imagine I'll lead out with 50 people. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, all so get out of the way no matter what. Yep. So dangerous. Don't have to worry about slamming into anybody. Coast right through. But yeah, so our team in C, we had our riders, our weekly riders, and people that we knew could suit different needs a little better than others. And like Greg was saying, I think the big thing is, you know, what we learned from last season is just the strategy of it. You know, we showed up last season and it was hard. It was tough. I think a lot of it was just everybody went for every segment every time. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. can pick your spots and have people do different things to pick up points, yeah. there's plenty of points to go around. So we did that a lot better this year. I was where Hannah certainly fit in. Um, yeah. The mountain stages, climbing stages, of which were the three. Three or four uh, yeah, at least. I think she rode with us yeah. four times in the regular season because you have to ride right, yeah. four in times to be in the playoffs. Yep. So you have to ride half the races to be. I think she was with you one of the TTTs, wasn't she? Yep, both, both of them. Yeah. And then I think like another two or three friends. Yeah, scratch races. Yep. I remember. Uh, yeah, it was France because it was the Petite Com, right? Petite Com, yep. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing petite about that little hill. The yeah, switchbacks are horrible. Compared to the Alps. <laughs> um, so, Drew, what do you think? What's your likes and dislikes about the, the season? I think the, the biggest thing that I liked about the season was, you know, the continuity of the team, the uh, friendly competition. You know, we'd already discussed the competition with her, but even just among the other dirt teams, you know, every week it was friendly competition to try to get better, try to improve, which was a lot of fun. The banter in the, in the dirt channel um, was always fun. It was cool to show up and know that there were people there that, you know, give you a good ribbing, but it was all in good fun to try to get you to, to be better. Yeah. And uh, come race day, we all support each other. Yeah, exactly, which was cool. So that was a lot of fun. Um, just like, I mean, it sounds kind of funny because we do it every week, but racing that hard at 5.30 in the morning is never never fun, never easy. <laughs> Once you get into the race and you're going, you're, you're good with it. But when you're waking up at 4.30 in the morning saying, I'm really going to get on the bike and do a, a race right now? So it was... Uh, questioning life decisions a lot of times but uh you're like why did i commit to this yeah it's a horrible <laughs> idea yep but uh what about you have a personal achievement you're proud of yeah i, I mean, have I one think, for you but yeah. i don't want to take it away from you no mine honestly was uh that last regular season race in uh mercury up the hill as a team we kind of got split apart um, the first time up the, the climb, and just kind of one by one, we regrouped. Sully was off doing his thing at the front of the front of the race, but uh, I think outside of our team, for fastest through and first across the line, like other teams only picked up two or three other segments. <laughs> so just as a team total, 
it was a really strong effort from everybody. Uh, we executed the bike swap perfectly. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Some of us better than others. Yeah, <laughs> but it was. Uh, how many? That was a fun one. How many laps was Mercury? Was that one for you guys? One and a half. Yeah, it ended okay. at the calm finish. Well, like yeah. right before, you didn't yeah. get points for it. So I think that was that was a fun one. I ended up finishing top ten, which for me on a on a bumpy course like that is an achievement. I, well, so I think was, so. Uh, my uh, view on your not your achievement, but something that I know from you being we've raced together for so for a while now is that last points race in the playoffs. Yeah. Drew took a six and a half minute pull to get Hannah to where she needed to be without any yes. points awarded to him. He just did it. And without that, I mean, there's no way she'd have finished second. That's I mean, bravo to you, sir. Thank you. Man. That's the yeah, was, domestique life. That was it. They said, you know, falling off the lead group. Wasn't getting sprint points, that's for sure. And I was in the same group with Hannah. We were in that second group. And the group that we were in was not pushing. So I said, well, the group in front was going a little harder than we were. So I said, yeah. we got to try to get you a little closer. And that was all. Right. Interesting. Enough, I, that, was, that was a good a good strategy that kind of just evolved. We never planned for that. But I think, no. you know, looking back on it, maybe that's something we could have strategized for. Who knows? Yeah, I think that's one I was going to say. Go ahead, girl. Well, I was just going to jump in before this sprint. That I remember you guys talking about your team, talking about how in each of the races, at least, there was something like that where everyone contributed something key yep. to getting the win, securing the win, yep. essentially maintaining season-long season long domination, yep. which I think is cool. Yeah, it was definitely yeah, everybody a team mindset for sure. Sprints. Get it, Greg. such as this, that's always an accomplishment, so good job. Look at all those tips. When I reached down to hit my power up. <laughs> so, as Greg catches his breath. So, uh, <laughs> so I'll say, our, our perspective on the C races obviously is skewed, as I said earlier, because we were at the top. So we were fortunate in the fact that our team was so strong. We came away with the win for every race. So we had a perfect season, which is yep. unbelievable. Uh, but I think, you know, for me, 
had we not had such a diverse team with strong sprinters, strong climbers, and just all around strong riders, this season would have been different. Because uh, I think they did a good job of making the races not necessarily cater to one type of rider over than the other. Although the early races were pretty sprint heavy. Yeah. I'll admit that. Yeah. Which was <laughs> to my benefit because I, I am not a climber. Yeah, same. I had a, the first time I had a cutout in, man, more than a year where Zwift just booted me was on the last of the flatfish races. And I had a lot of points accrued and I lost them. And then I came back the next week and it was the beginning of climbing season. And so I was very disappointed by that. Oh, no. <laughs> I became suddenly worthless <laughs> cannon fodder. Yeah, we, uh, well, we, what, LP upgraded. Yeah. Peter, yeah. Peter upgraded in between playoff races, even though he wasn't able to. Yeah, he wasn't able to run one. the last one. Yeah. Yep. You recently upgraded. I did. Coleman yesterday. Upgraded. Also yesterday. <laughs> also yesterday. So there's legitimately, I think, so Anne is on that. Yeah. She's on the, on the cusp. She So half of our team has recently upgraded, upgraded to be. During or recently as a result of the season. Yeah, so I feel I'll, like CRL had to be what pushed them. Yeah. Push up once the edge. So I'll say for my own personal achievement, last season I had started the season as a B, or sorry, a D. Yeah. But before D the first race, I upgraded. Yep. So I was like a backup for last season. So I think I only did four or five races. Yeah. Uh, and was obviously at the bottom of the rung yeah. when it came to sea riders. So I made a challenge for myself. And I said, I'm going to be top C category by the time the next season comes around. So I went yeah. to work and I started doing train road and yep. just getting the hours in. So I can say I achieved it. There you go. Which I'm super proud of. Congratulations. The yeah. icing on the cake was the win. <laughs> but I think yes. even better than that was there was a moment during our playoff team time trial where we were a well-oiled machine. I mean, it was just clockwork yep. and it was beautiful. The team had come together. We had, we knew each other's strengths. We knew who could take an extra pull or make that yep. climb count. You know, we also had the, the very famous director sportif. That's Greg right. Greg himself <laughs> cheering us on and telling us to shut up and breathe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My personal favorite. Yeah. How's it going? No, it was true. I think our, our team had a really good finish to the season just because we all kind of, you know, recognized what, what we were all capable of, what we were each capable of. And we knew you know, what we had to do in order to pick each other up. So, a big part I of it. I think it's very, very similar to, uh, I don't know, probably what a lot of eat dirt. 
yep. can talk about with TTT. Yep. When you ride together with a group of people for long enough, you all learn to trust each other enough. I, I noticed getting to DS both of your finals races, uh, how well people adjusted when things were crazy or like, you know, I, I think it was in the TTT, one of them, or it's in the TTT of the finals. I had to call Coleman to do something, and he was just like, yep, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's Coleman's MO, but it was awesome. He walked right up and did it. Yep. I mean, he didn't walk. He was riding very hard, but it's just things like that when they click. Yep. It's cool. Oh, it's helpful. Yep. And you, you could trust them. They'll the do it, too. If they say they'll do it, they'll yeah. do it. Yep. Yeah. All right, I'm going to get in better position for this one. All right. Greg, a tip. Start winding it up before the U-turn. Yeah. You'll be at speed. Makes a longer sprint, but trust me. This yeah. is the, the last one for the leaderboard. That's right. Who is it? Yep. Keep the banter up, bro. Oh, the banter. Yeah, I think the U-turn is the, the key for this this course. Either just before it or like right at it. Instead of being in my top gear, I'm trying to go. So instead of the 10 tooth, I'm trying to go to the 11 tooth. Yeah. So I can spin faster. It worked a little bit last time. That's very technical, Paul. <laughs> trying to experiment. Last one. I don't think I've. I don't know what my PR is on this sprint. Might be twelve. Definitely not eleven. That's very fast. There you go, Dad. Nobody. I was in the worst possible position. No group. Nobody to surf with. I was back. I was back with Sterney. Yeah. Not up with you, Dodd. I mean, yeah. 14 seconds. I was all alone. Yeah, that's tough. And you have nobody with you. There's nobody around. They sprinting very hard. Uh, yeah. I, I got a little mean. micro swear in there. <laughs> I'll believe it. You'll have to. Thank you. Yeah, I was telling uh, Dodd at, at the beginning. That was kind of what happened to me on the, the final playoff race in Innsbruck. I got dropped yeah. on the, the leg snapper. So I didn't have a group to ride with. The power yeah. up was a feather, so I used it on the leg snapper. I'm yeah. sitting there looking at the first sprint with no group, no power-up. This is going to be fun. So. so I think, for me, uh, 
even though some of those sprints are ill-timed, it's still a workout for anaerobic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what's course. good about this. Yep. That's worth doing. Sprint the Paloozas all. I can training. tell in other races, my uh, muscular recruitment for sprints is a, a lot faster now. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I don't have to trudge through 5.0, 6.0, 7.0 to get up to 10. Yep. It's like 0 to 60 now, which is nice. Yep. Because that's what you want. Develop those fast twitch. Race. Develop the fast twitch muscle fibers. Yeah. They're all in there. It's just now they're ready to go. How do you train them? So we say we wrap this up with what are you looking forward to for next season? Oh. Who wants to go first? Sure, you can go first. I think for me, I mean, it's it's going to be the challenge of what I'm assuming is racing as a B. You know, even if I'm not a B at the beginning of the season, I'll probably opt into a B team just with the expectation that it's going to come at some point. Yeah. And taking your lumps that go with it. Um, it was fun dominating the Atlantic Sea Division last season but like next challenge kind of idea is you know it would still be the challenge to to repeat and do it again but more challenging to push yourself against better competition in the b category not Which necessarily I think, better just stronger because yeah. of category just just based yeah. on category change yeah i think yep. that certainly yep. aligns with our goals group wide with eat dirt is Yep. Don't sit on your laurels, like, keep pushing yeah, and support each other to do it. What about you, Greg? What are you looking forward to? Uh, it's hard to say, because it starts, like, mid-January, right? January yeah. 11th. Oh. <laughs> I, I was looking forward to some of the pain that I built in CRL this season, taking that into a structured plan again and trying to get back stuff up to so my FTP is above 300 I want to get I need to get it to about 325 330 which I think I can do but that's going to take work yep ZRL if I race it this season which I'm sure I'll get talked into it I will probably most enjoy honestly racing with all the newbies all you guys that were C's in uh, team time trial with me for so long yeah yep. because I don't know yeah I don't know where we're going to sit this season well I think my, I think for those of us who I'll say will be there soon because Sully's not a B yet but he'll be there yep but he you know he'll he may there. he's doing Mad Mondays so we'll see yep. but some of us that are newbies have decent sprints, so we can points. possibly compete for points on yeah. some of those, which is exciting for me. But before we frat, go ahead, no, I was just gonna say a lot of the flat races in B. I mean, I, we were in B one. It's pretty comparable to what you and I were doing. What day was that? Tuesday. Yeah. Dog. Yeah, we did yeah. the uh, I mean, you can. team celebration. Yep. Yeah, you can 
you can absolutely hang with bees on a flat base and get points on the sprint. Yep. That's what I'm looking forward to, giving it a shot at least. So before we end this, since Sully's yeah. not here, I'm going to tell his story because <laughs> it's, it's glorious. Firstly, let me say, uh, Sully does so much for the Eat Dirt community. Uh, you know, he's puts tons of time into it. So I was fortunate to be able to help him organize the C division this, this season uh, and offload some of that. So, you know, hats off to him for sure. Yep. And just the type of person he is, you know, he gives it everything. And when I mean everything, yes. I mean everything. So the last race, uh, we knew that 20 minute calm was not going to be to most of our favor. So he went all in on the sprints and he was, you know, he may or may not admit this, but he told me, so I'm going to tell you guys, he was nervous leading up to it. Yep. You know, I mean, here it's, we're running the big show here, you know, against well, teams we've never raced against. Yeah. I, I, I want to jump in for an organizational point real fast. Yeah. You, you race within your division all season. And then in the finals, the first, there's two weekends of uh, final competition, playoffs, if you will. The first is a TTT, which everyone races in their normal time zone because you're basically racing against yourself, against the clock. Yep. But the second week is like a Premier League mashup with all the teams who have made it into the playoffs and all race against each other at the same time. So you're racing against guys in Slovenia you've never met. Yeah, you Go. have no idea how much power they have. Anything. So, first sprint, Sully gives it everything. Kills it. First, fastest. I think he got third FAL which is first uh, first across the line, so third across the line. And, uh, you know, he's recovering, but he later informs us that he felt a little, a little choked up, possibly, with some stomach contents. But he focused and he carried on. So then the second sprint comes around and he divulges to us Again, he goes all out. After the fact. After the fact, he divulges to us that he might have vomited in his mouth a little. But the show must go on. So he choked it down and carried on. At this point, we're all dying. Because you did two leg snappers into a third, into a third sprint. Sully yeah. knows. He's not going to be competitive on that comm. So he gives it everything. And like I said earlier, he gave it everything, including his lunch. So His breakfast. Both. So he sprints, and we have a video because we like to record our races. And Greg, being a lovely DS, is, you know, talking and you can subtly hear him gagging in the background it's my one of my favorite moments but yeah definitely a highlight definitely one of these days i'll put highlight. together a highlight reel as as the, the ds yelling at, 
as the BS yelling at people, my favorite part of that was as soon as he got to the top of the leg snapper before the middle bump, before the sprint, he said, I'm done. Greg, I'm done. Meaning he was not going to go for the final sprint. And I said, okay. Or something non-committal. And then as he came down, he just kept staying in a perfect position to sprint. And I said, no, well, you got to sprint. You're right here, bud. Yep. You're <laughs> gotta the back of the pack. You're going the right speed. Got the position. You got to go. And to Sully's credit, he did go. And I think the points he got from that was what separated us yes. from second place. Yep. Yes, it so. was. Bravo. I mean, Sully. Without, without those points, we may have still kept first, but who knows what it that was my point is who would have gotten those points if he didn't. Right. 100%. All right, because there were basically two teams that could at your heels. <clears throat> one team that could sprint and one team that could climb. Yep. But neither had both. <laughs> Correct. Again, just a <clears throat> wonderful team setup that we had. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to watch Anna after you guys dominated all those sprints was so yeah. key. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. Consistent power chewed all up. the way up. Yep. Just steady and just taking them down one by one. Yep. Yeah, that's a long. That's awesome. That's like 25 minutes. All right. Steady state. So we're going to wrap this one up. And uh, this will be a little special episode, I think, just for for fun. A mini pod. Yeah. So, thanks for joining me this morning, fellas. Of course. Thank you for hosting. Always a pleasure to have yeah, co-hosts. I'd be, it'd be really awkward if I did this by myself, just so everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, riding your bike by yourself in the basement isn't... Uh, Viewership would not be the same. It would, it would not be the same. It would be a bunch of Norwegians <laughs> and Slovenians. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> All right, until next time.